This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to The Reel Down on Battle Fit with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. All right, here we are for tonight's live episode of The Reel Down. We'll give you all a Give everybody a few minutes to get on here, share it, like it, all that good stuff. And then share it some more and like it some more. And yeah, share it on all your pages. All send it to anybody pages. that doesn't even, you know, fish or care. Grandmothers, aunts, uncles, we don't care. Yeah. Family members, like random people you don't even like. Pastors. Yeah. I mean, all the you Facebook like groups you like never that. do anything with. Yeah. Work associates, like, you know. This is definitely work related. It's not. I'd like to say this is the two most professional people you'll see on the internet today, but <laughs> no. that's not true either. The God's chicken. <laughs> All, All right. right. So here we go. It's It's been a few minutes. We got nine people on. We'll let have some more people getting on here as we oh, yeah. go. So, welcome to The Reel Down. Now on Monday nights, live, 8 p.m. Central, and this is going to be our new time slot and what we're going to do every week, so... Yeah, if you if you enjoy watching the show rather than being on Fridays, you know, where you can podcast it. And this will be on tomorrow on a podcast where you can listen to it if you didn't tonight. So maybe you're already listening listening to us in the future. Who knows? But uh yep. Um uh, thanks for listening. And we have my new co-host. This is his second full show now, uh Jimmy Skinner. And then we jump straight into live, man. I'm not even getting broke in yet. Nah, mm mm. No, nah, but uh, Thanks everybody for tuning in. We got a pretty big first live show. 
Uh, you'll see in just a second when we bring them in. Uh, looking forward to having some fun with them and, you know, work with us a little bit. We're doing the live thing, you know, kind of new, just me and him. So we'll see how it goes, but go ahead and bring them in, Dan. Hey, what's up, Justin Staley? And uh, we got Lawrence here. What's up from Yorktown, Virginia? Hey, All right. So on the show tonight, we have two of the best fishermen in the country. Uh, they place first and second place. Well, first they won their own day, uh, you know, because there was one day, 25 people on five live. They won a group of five. They made it then to a championship and then placed first and second. We have, in no particular order, Jackson Orr, the Phenom, and Cody <laughs> Milton, the, the Arkansas Hammer there. What's up, guys? What's up? Yeah, welcome. Hey, Thanks how you guys doing? Thanks, so start yeah, off and tell us where you're at in the country. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana right now. So um, At the boat ramp. I mean, <laughs> 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 no, yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, no, I'm ready to go for Chickamauga here this week. So. Oh, I guess oh, I'm not coming then. I'm just going to keep my money. <laughs> coming down, huh? Yep, I'm going to for the um, Bass Nation recruitment event. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah Jimmy's, Jimmy's one of the directors. He'll he'll be there too. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, see yeah. you there then. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, the Alabama, what Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, Tennessee, Georgia one. Yeah, and he's the Alabama Bass Nation director. So, Cody, awesome. where 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 are you? I know you're there at your house, but where where are you at, man? Where where do you live? Man, I'm in uh, Central Arkansas in Searcy, Arkansas, right now. Okay. If, if somebody's, somebody's somehow been living under a rock and, and they don't really follow tournament kayak fishing, they're just getting into it. Cody, tell us all about yourself. Give us a little rundown. Uh, I think this is my uh, this is my fifth year kayak fishing. I kind of grew up in the kind of bass fishing world, following my dad around the country, you know, doing co-angler events and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, I guess for since uh, – I guess it was 2000 and – Oh, it was right. It was right at like five years ago. This is, you know, like between this and uh, working at my parents' uh, company, you know, downtown and beyond boundaries. And um, we've got to also have a t-shirt company downtown. So that's pretty much, that's, that's pretty much all I do. Um, I guide some for tailwater fishing company and a couple other uh, trout fishing companies on the little red river. But um, yeah, for the most part, you know, I, I, I fish full time and um, it's, I mean, it's been a blessing, you know, I, I hope it continues every day, but We'll see. <laughs> and Jackson, tell us about yourself, man. Yeah. Um, so this is my fourth year um, on the kayak fishing scene. Uh, I mean, I've always been fishing my whole life since I can remember. I think I started when I was like five years old. I'd always look forward to when my dad got home from work. We'd go down to the ponds, go catfishing and bass fishing with like bobbers and hot dogs or bagels or whatever. And, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's all, it's all escalated from there. And I mean, like Cody's saying, I mean, it's a blessing um, to be able to do this and to be able to fish across the country. And I mean, appreciate you guys having us on tonight. Yeah, man. Well, it definitely sounds like you were raised right. And I'm, I'm sure Cody was too. So, uh, so now we got that out of the way. You've been fishing five live. This awesome event Scott put on, you know, if Scott Butcher, Five Live, uh, and it's amazing what he was able to put together in such a short amount of time. Uh, you both won your first days. So, Cody, uh, if you want to, go ahead and tell us about how you made it to the championship. And I'll, I'll, I'll give the numbers here. 
You won with 90, 91 and a quarter. You won, your margin of victory was 35 and a half inches. And, okay. and this was against Matt in week three against Matthew Scotch, Eric Siddiqui, Jake Harshman, and Russ Snyders. It's, it's ridiculous. Some of the 25 people, I mean, it's, it's a who's who of kayak fishing and the 25 people who y'all went against and y'all, you know, went up against a crazy. All of the hammers. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> so tell us about your day one. You know, it was, uh, I, I was actually, I fished a lot that week, um, which, you know, for me, I don't really usually get to fish a whole lot when I'm back home. And with the quarantine and kind of everything that was going on, I had been fishing a lot. Like I had been going, you know, like every other day type deal. Um, and I actually, I'd had some buddies come down. Um, Eric Siddiqui and Mel Ash had came down and cause like the bite I was on had been so good. Like, I mean, I think the week before that started, like, I mean, I had like 32 pounds, 28 pounds, like 31 pounds again. Like it was really, it, so yeah, it's a long story. I mean, now the lake's so blown up, it doesn't even matter. But uh, the uh, the lake, the dam broke on the lake. Like one of my favorite lakes in the state. Damn. Yeah, the dam broke. And uh, it broke probably nine, ten weeks ago. And the water's been like nine foot low. And it's still a really deep lake. Like, it's not like it's a creek still. Like, it's still a 30, 40-foot lake, you know. So, uh, yeah. it's set up really, really perfect for me. Um, that week three that I was able to win, um, there was still a lot of fish spawning. I remember, like, that that earlier in that week I'd found, you know, like several four to five pounders on beds and stuff. It wasn't like what I was doing, but you know, I just knew there were still fish spawning. Um, and it was like with the water being that low, it made that lake where if there was wood, like exposing the water, like there was a bass on it. Like it, it, it was crazy, <laughs> you know? And it was, uh, it was, it was pretty dumb there for a little while. The, the lakes came up like four or five feet now. So it's not like quite as good as it was, but yeah, it was the, the first week I flipped. I flipped a one and a quarter ounce homemade jig that I made like the night before the whole one and a quarter. Yeah, Jeez. one and a quarter. Yeah, wow. um, I've heard Hackney was, say before that during the spawn, you know, get it quick and people yeah, like, no, it was, you know, because your bites are so aggressive. Like, and I remember that week before I fished. I was seeing fish like because I was flipping on laydowns and like making a ton of racket with that big old weight. And I was seeing fish come from like seven, eight foot away, like roll over a log in like a five pounder, get it. You know, it was wow. it was crazy. Jesus. Um, like it's, yeah, it's not like that now, but um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I was fortunate to, uh, you know, to kind of like the lake was still pretty unpressured to that point. So. Like that week, I flipped like a one. I flipped a three quarter ounce homemade jig and a one and a quarter ounce homemade jig the whole time. So you caught ninety one and a quarter ounces in two hours and won a thousand dollars fishing, pretty much the slowest technique possible. That's about right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. That that's crazy, man. That's that's yeah. impressive, man. They were so isolated, though. It was like yeah. the days, like two, three days before, it was like, I, you know, like I said, I brought Mel Ash out there, and I was like, like, look at this lay down. Like, we'd flip in there, you know, catch a three, four pounder. And it was like that, like, come tournament day, you know, which never happens. Yeah, so, never. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. And, you know, and, you know, for my first day of the championship, I was like, kind of, I had like 104 inches, I guess, like on. Wednesday before the championship, and that was like Just the first day. I yeah, that was 
it was like the first day I went back out there. Like I fished for a few hours and like they were still there. Um, but I, like I said, like I, I, I had a lot of people kind of moved in the area. Um, but yeah, it was a little, it's different now. But yeah, that week three, it was pretty automatic. Were you like searching tourney X? How many tournaments can I sign up for? <laughs> How many tourney tags did you have on your board all at one time? I, you know, I'm not going to lie. You know, I've always, uh, it's, it's, the, it's, you know, it's Bear Creek is where I was at. It's in Mariana, Arkansas. It's a town of probably Hold on. 400, 400 people at max. Yeah. Already <laughs> no, stable. no, trust me. I was out there on, on Sunday. There was dozens of kayakers. <laughs> it doesn't matter now, but, um, yeah, like my, it was really cool. Like my mom's from the middle of nowhere down in East Arkansas. And um, like that, she went to church camp on that lake, you know, 40 years ago. So it was like, it just, it was really cool. Um, like, you know, she, like her family had ran yo-yos out there, you know, 40, 45 years ago. And I've only been going out there, I guess, six years now, but it was, it was pretty cool. I'm, I'm glad I was able to do it out there. Cool. Everybody seems to have a good story like that where everything just lines up perfectly. I'm still yeah. waiting for one of those. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Hopefully I have something like that soon. It'll happen. Because I'm impatient. <laughs> what about you, Jackson? How was it for you, man? Yeah. yeah so here's here's your numbers. So you won with 88 inches. 88, 91 and 88 inches in two hours. This is crazy. You're the guy who everybody said couldn't. It blew everybody's mind that you made the move during a two hour time frame that that was like the whole talk of the entire tournament. Uh, and so you won by three and a quarter inches. Corey Dreyer had 84 and a three quarter and Dusty Acker had 84 and a quarter. So, I mean, they, they were giving you pressure, but that was against Corey, Dusty, Mel Ash, uh, you know, uh, Matt Ball. Yeah. And Matt Ball. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. There you go. So how, how, how do you do it? How do you make that thousand dollars, man? Yeah. So, I mean, it was crazy ever since I got the phone call um, from Scott, uh, the, the week before, uh, early that week before, I think, or the week before that one. But ever since I got that phone call, um, I was pre-fishing. I mean, I was super excited to have that opportunity. And uh, I mean, I didn't want it to go to waste. I wanted to do the best I could. And I mean, I fished probably 15 to 20 lakes, different lakes. I mean, um, it was crazy. Went all the way around um, northeast Indiana, a um, little south of um, Fort Wayne towards that Indianapolis area. But I found this group of lakes. They're Pay Lakes, uh, Poe Lakes and Hoagland, Indiana. And they, they were pretty small. Um, get fished uh, here and there. Not too much, though. And I, in practice, I got on a really good bite. Um, our numbers were, were there, and for me, I just wanted to catch five fish, and I knew I could get five fish there um, super easy, And um, which which did happen um, on, I think it was week three, or whatever week, I, I think week three, um, it did happen, and then there was a second po lake right next to it, um, big po lake, and there were bigger fish in there. So, I mean, I made that, I started on um, little Poe, um, got my limit and then ran quick over to big Poe and, uh, cold. And I mean, it, it helps me out a lot. I, uh, I lost some big ones. I lost one that probably went 21, 22, right at the boat. It was, it got the heart, um, pumping, but it was, it was a great day. I could, it was, it was a great day. I couldn't ask for anything better that day. Very cool. And, and and that was and they were pay lakes you said right or just mm -hmm. yeah yeah mm -hmm. which which if anybody doesn't know that was totally within the rules and mm -hmm. you know I, 
And this isn't a regular tournament. There's something special that was put on. And, you know, I I think that's something that we'll get to here in a little bit. Like if you'd want to see anything change, things mm-hmm. like that. But, uh, but yeah, so congratulations on your first day. I mean, that was to put up that much. I, I mean, we've been fishing the four hour deal. I can't imagine trying to do it in two hours. What What was your strategy going into that? If If this is going to happen later. Would you, with it only a two hour tournament, would you change your strategy? Or, I mean, Cody, you were obviously on something stupid, so you knew what you were going to do. If, would your strategy change if you didn't have that? Like, you're just looking for five bites, or how's what, what's the strategy you had? Yeah, I would, um, I mean, if the, if there was more time, I'd definitely go, um, somewhere different where I, where I know I could, or where I'd, could possibly get five big fish i guess um in that longer time frame and i mean try to put up like closer to that 90 inch um to 100 inch range um but yeah fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home it's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. And Cody, it was just like you knew you were going to massacre him. It didn't it didn't matter. <laughs> Man, like I mean, to be honest, like I don't I really don't have like a lot of other good lakes around me. So it wasn't for me, it wasn't much of a choice. Okay. So y'all both won, and then you made it to a championship with seven people, uh, five the five original, and then two Westbrook wild cards, uh, Tim Perkins and uh, Craig Dye. So in the championship, you went. Hey, spoiler alert! Cody won. Uh, <laughs> he won twenty two hundred and fifty dollars. He had the that's because he had the big fish. Two thousand dollars for winning. Um, you had. 48 and a quarter day one and then 95 and a half total. And over the whole thing, you won $3,750. That's crazy. Yeah, and Jack, not bad for what? Six or seven hours of fishing. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah. Have you figured out what you made like per hour? <laughs> no, it's close to a thousand though, I guess. Right. Something don't, like don't hurt our feelings. man. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Mississippi. I wish that was I wish that was an everyday opportunity though. <laughs> and yeah, Jackson, awesome. you you got second. Uh you won a thousand dollars with your your first win and then five hundred dollars for second. Uh you had seventy-eight day one and then ninety-three and a quarter overall. So I mean you, you didn't get beat by much here, just two and a half inches. So congratulations, both of y'all. So what was your strategy for since the first tournament was only two hours and then this one was two two hour days how did your strategy change from one day to the next i mean i mean for me because uh, you, you were in kind of a bad spot going into day two you know yeah i mean absolutely and especially with like the weather that i felt like i had coming like in all honesty like i felt like all i had was saturday um and, you know, like, you know, week three, you know, I like, I had, you know, a pretty good limit. And 
um, you know, I get to the ramp Saturday morning and there's like 26 boats there and a whole lot of kayakers. And I've, I had never seen a kayaker there in six years. And, you just got to um, stop and be like, look, I just need this place for two hours. You know, up. yeah, they, they were kind of jacking with me too. I think yeah, like, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of breaking paddle over your knee. Yeah, it was, it was odd, but, um, you know, like I said, I got, I really spun out that first day. I was, I was very fortunate to, uh, to be able to like, once I got back to like the area that kind of got me there, you know, on week three or whatever, um, they were all back there. I mean, every best brush ball I had, you know, there was somebody on and, uh, and it was a long run back to the main lake and, and I knew I couldn't make it, you know, and it was at that point with like 40 minutes left, I was like, I just need one good one today, you know, and with like 20 minutes left, I get like a 19 and I like the big bass or 18 and three quarters, you know, the, the big bass on day one. And I was like, you know, there's a chance, you know, and it was like, you know, maybe the weather will break and something can happen on, you know, Sunday for me. And like, I'm driving to the lake on Sunday and the sun pops out. And I, I mean, it was raining the whole way, like two hour drive, it's raining the whole way. And then like, we get to the lake and the sun pops out and I'm like, all right, yeah, this can maybe oh. happen. <laughs> yeah, so it was just like the heavens opened up. It was pretty cool. So what? How, how do you catch them? So that first day, like, like you know, I tried to force that same bite that I'd had. You know, I was flipping like a three quarter ounce and a one and a quarter ounce jig, um, and and I mean that was pretty much all I did. Like I like week three, I had spent some time on some of my offshore shell beds and. So I was spending 10 minutes. I mean, I've got like dozens of shell beds on this lake and I'd spent 10 minutes on like three or four of my best ones and then ran to the back to start flipping for the rest of the hour and a half. Um, and I, I pushed that the first day, like I blew through a lot more of the offshore areas that I had and get, I wanted to give myself more time to flip. Um, and like I said, you know, I'd like that burned me, you know? And so day two, I was like, yeah, I mean, this thing's two hours long. Like, I don't have to be on my best water. I just have to be on the freshest water I have that's decent. And so I launched at 9 a.m. that day, and I, like, surveyed the lake to see where everyone was because um, I didn't want to fish behind anybody. Like, there, you know, I didn't care that a bunch of people came out there. Like, I just didn't want to fish behind somebody. And yeah. so, I, yeah, so, like, I, I surveyed the lake, and I found, like, the best spot that I liked that, you know, there wasn't somebody that had been on for a while. And I started there and ended up catching like 21 and a quarter there, like 15 minutes in. dollars. Um, yeah, no, and it was the same spot. It, like, it, 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 yeah, at the end of the day, I had made it to the very back of the lake and there was like 25, 30 minutes left. And it was that decision where I could either go right and I could flip the good wood that kind of like got me to the championship yeah. and all that stuff. Or I could go back out to the left and try to live, like go to the left and live or die deep. And I knew all those kayakers were still back there from, you know, seeing me back there. So I, I left it. I didn't even go back there the second day. And I ended up pulling back up on the same shell bed and caught a 19 and a quarter on the first cast. <laughs> so, yeah, so it worked out really good. Talk about everything falling in line. Yeah, yeah, that's like, awesome. You know, <laughs> keeping your head in it, like, I know for me, if, you know, like that spot in the history been working out for me, that's what I'm kind of playing my cards on. And then I see all these other kayakers out there all over my spot. That would have messed me up in my head so bad that I would have probably freaked out, especially since it's a two hour deal. All day, I could probably (laughs) figure something out, but be able to flip 
in two hours and take care of business. That's that's incredible, man. Yeah. And just be, be able to make that move on the fly to where, you know, like you said, going back fishing history and where you know they're at, but just following your gut and saying, no, this is it. I mean, you know, that was a move that did it. Sometimes it's, it, it just feels right and it, things go your way, man. Whenever it's your day, it's your day. Yeah, I think there was like 16 minutes left or something. And we're like, when I got there and like, it took me like 11 minutes to get there, but. I, I gave myself like 15 minutes to fish there, and that was the only one I caught. But it was the first calf. So. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you had that uh that motor guide all the way up, huh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that thing was like cooking at you know four and a half miles an hour. Um, <laughs> actually, like I think Scott mentioned it. There was a couple times in that last hour where my motor guide was on full and I was paddling, like going five and a half miles an hour. Still not going fast enough. <laughs> yeah, like, I, you know, I was pushing it to some spots. Now, next time you got to bring the pivot drive, too, see if you can get up to, like, seven. Pedaling, paddle, pedal power, you know, pedal, paddle, power. You just paddle, do all the power. Power. It's, it's not a choice. It's a hand-to-hand. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Be the first guy to run the motor on the front and the back. That's good work. <laughs> like that. All right, Jackson. How how do you do it? How'd you make your money, man? Yeah. So I mean, uh, I started off at uh, Polex. Uh, obviously, I started off at my, I guess my big fish spot, you could call it, um, on a on Big Polex. And I mean, I was catching them during practice, like 18, 19 inches. Um, I saw them. I saw them too. I was, um, they weren't on beds yet, but they were, they were super close and I knew it was going to be iffy if I went there Saturday and, um, they could be right in that stage where, I mean, they're about to get on beds and they're like locked jaw and everything. And I mean, they were on Saturday. Uh, I went to that first public and I mean, they were there, but they just were not biting. So, I mean, I was kind of, my anxiety level was kind of going up a little bit. So I just, it wasn't my plan, but I mean, just right on the dime, I, ha I had to switch legs. I had to get my limit. Um, once I get my limit, I get that confidence and I can chase off um, after those bigger fish. And um, that's what I did. And I went to the other lake, uh, put up 78 inches, which I mean, it's not really where I wanted to be uh, after day one, but um, at the end of the day, it worked out. And then day two, or I guess after day one, after I finished at uh, little Poe, I went back to big Poe to see what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I walked the shore cause you can walk the shoreline like a quarter, a quarter of the way around the lake. And I saw like 95 to a hundred inches of fish just like swimming around. And I tried casting in there. I tried everything, um, all different colors. They would just not even budge. So, I mean, I should have, I think I should have went there, um, Friday evening to check that out. Um, but Saturday, uh, Saturday night before day two, I, I was just brainstorming because I didn't want to, I don't think I could have won it if I went back to Po Lake. So I went, um, I was brainstorming and going through some lakes and stuff, uh, that I knew I can get some big ones at. And there was a place in Roanoke, um, Indiana, a lake there that, I went that I've gone to twice and I've done really good there both times. I at least caught a 20 or two twenties, um, each time I've gone and that's what I did. And it, it worked out for me. Um, I lost a pretty good one at the end. I don't think it would have done that much for me, but it was, 
it was exciting. Um, it was awesome to figure out that I finished second. And I mean, I was telling everyone like, if I finished second to someone, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to finish second to Cody. I mean, he's, he's a straight up hammer. That's right. If, if anybody has any questions for these two guys, let us know. And, and, and we'll ask them for you. Did, did y'all sleep at all between night one and two? You know, I did some. and uh, Of course the, you the did. Weird, <laughs> yeah, like, you're, you're so blase. Like, you just – it's its just in your nature, man. You, you're just zen. You're going to catch them. It's going to happen. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, but what was really weird about it was the fact that, you know, you fit – like, the tournament's over in two hours, and it's, you know, 11, 12 hours before you go to bed. And, you know, it's like a lot of times, you know, you fish a tournament, like tournaments over at three, four, you know, check-ins at five, you know, five, six, rigging at eight, you know, in bed by 10. And it's like that dead time, you're not thinking a lot. And I oh. thought more that afternoon than I had probably thought in my entire life. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I was just like, good grief, you know. I didn't think about the time. Yeah. You don't think about that you have 12 hours of nothing yeah. in between that. That's you know, that, that is, is too much time to yeah. get in your own head. It is, yeah, it is. Hmm. What about you, Jackson? You get any sleep? Yeah, I mean, after after day one, like I said, I went back to um, a big po lake to check that out. But I also I went to three other lakes after that to see what <laughs> I could do and see if I can find stuff. And I mean, I was driving like I probably put three hours on the road after the tournament just to try to find a spot and um, try to find the big fish, but. I mean, I did get some sleep, but at three o'clock, I'll be honest with you, Sunday morning, three o'clock. I mean, I just woke up and I just could not go back to sleep. I was thinking about the possible outcomes of the place I was going to. I knew there was big fish there, but there was some weather coming in and rain. And I didn't know if that was going to affect the service or the broadcast and if it was going to get my phone all messed up or something. But it worked out. That's great, man. So there's a good question uh, Brian just asked, and I know what picture he's talking about. Uh, Brian Schiller asked, what's Jackson's pregame ritual? He saw a photo that your dad posted. You want to tell yeah. us about that? Yeah, so I guess my pregame ritual, I've started it um, probably since last November, I guess. Uh, it's been like kind of uh, like a thing I, I do now, but uh, the, the night before the tournament, I just go to our local church and everything, like, uh, pray and everything before the tournament. Um, and then in the morning, uh, what I do is I write, uh, Colossians 3, 23, 24 on my hand. Um, I really, I love to do that, um, before every tournament. Uh, it just kind of, if I do good or bad, I mean, uh, the man upstairs is always with you and you're always doing it for him. And that's why I love that verse. Uh, that's basically the summary of it. And, I'm um, just praying and then just hope for the best and do your best and leave everything on the water. Third, 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 yeah, yeah, y'all need to get right with God. Mm-hmm. Nah, kid. It's it's good to be out there praying, man. Out there in crazy. Oh, that's that's great, man. Heck yeah. All right, here's a here's a question from Scott. What would make five live better for the anglers? I knew Scott would be the one that would ask this question before we could. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Cody. We'll yeah. make it better. We want to change. So, uh, I mean, I have like I absolutely love the format. I mean, I was like I'm nothing. Sure. I won all this money. It's perfect. Really like it. Yeah. Uh, the like, I don't think there's anything. At least, I mean, maybe a couple things. Like, I think three hours opposed to two hours is a big deal. 
Um, and I think, um, you know, just based on like people I've talked to and things. So I mean, it was unbelievable the amount of people that watched this, like from my mom's friends, like to like my girlfriend's friends, you know, like all kinds of people that don't even watch fishing and yeah. they all watch it and they all like felt the pressure and felt the intensity of it, you know? Um, but like the one thing, like most of them said it was that they, you know, they just like, they would mainly just listen to it, you know, because like, you know, the video wasn't always that great depending yeah. on where you were or what kind of service you had. So like, that would be one thing is like, maybe, you know, you know so if somehow we get some really, you know, unreal yeah. cameras and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that's really, you know, I mean, that's tough to do, you know, yeah. I mean, like yeah. a lot I, of people. Yeah, I'm sure he's got in the works and he's doing really Yeah. Oh, absolutely. For and, a first, and, you know, Yeah. I mean, you know, just like you said, the amount of people and the different like kinds of people watching that right there will help get him what he needs to get yeah. that equipment to make that happen. Absolutely. No, I mean, that, that was the big deal was the amount of people that really don't care about fishing that watched it, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com And did you have a set? You, I know eventually people were going to a second phone. Are you one of the people that were able to do that on the first one? or? No, I did it on all of them. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, it was one thing that, like, I saw from the jump. There was no way I wanted to mess with just one phone. In case something happened. Yeah. That, you know, that, too, and, like, the fact that, you know, week one, week two, you had so many people talking about them spending 15, 20 minutes, you know, like, submitting fish and getting back into the broadcast and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and, I mean, I guarantee you I spent – less time submitting fish in that tournament than I had ever spent submitting fish in my life. Um, <laughs> just because I took a picture yeah. and I sent it to Amanda, you know, I sent it to Amanda Brandon and it was good. And that was, you know, that was really cool. So. Cool. Jackson. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like the two hour format, that pressure cooker. I mean, um, it's anyone's game during that time. And uh, like, on, honestly, like Scott's saying, like it's, it's basically, it's you versus that time period. Um, mm. But I really like that. And another thing, I think it would be really cool um, just to have it on all public waters for the first four events or the first five events and then the championship. I think it would be really cool to see um, like the same lake for everyone for the yeah. championship. Yeah. I think that I think that would be super cool. And maybe, that's yeah, really awesome. yeah, have yeah. like periods or something too during the championship. Um, but, I mean, it's a great format. Scott um, and everyone did a – tremendous job with it um and all of the sponsors i mean it was incredible i mean a thousand dollars for one tournament like in two hours that, that's two that's hours. insane that's five hundred dollars an hour and, yeah. and shout out to amanda too she i'm sure she was at yes. the end stressing yeah. out double checking all of her numbers mm -hmm. i mean whenever they scott was waiting on the results and they wanted to make sure they were getting it right i mean and I, I felt pressure for her. Doing oh, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, going through all those photos and getting that live leaderboard up at, um, in the regular ones at least two or three times during the tournament. I mean, I'm sure that was stressful. <laughs> Is there I, – I know 
he has to do it when he does. You know, you don't want to do it from at 7 a.m. whenever the bite's the best during a shad spawn or something. You wish it was. Is there a certain time? Like you, I guess that's as early as you can have it without it being during the middle of the day whenever the bite usually gets tougher, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it was that. And I remember, oh, I guess it was probably, it would have been. 08, 09, there was, there was one year on the Elite Series that they ran, I don't know if y'all remember, and they ran those, they called them memorial tournaments. And it was like where like a, they had like a, a big, you know, non-epidemic sponsor put up a quarter million dollars for like the top 50 to go fish. And they, they ran those late in the afternoon. And I always thought that was kind of interesting. And they did that because they thought, you know, more people would be off work, more people would be watching and stuff. But I mean, you know, it is Saturday, so I don't really think it makes that big of a deal. But um, I like really a late afternoon one. I think would be kind of neat, mm-hmm. and you might yeah. get a little more. You may get a little more audience. Yeah, it it would be tough because I guess depend on what time zone everybody's in, mm-hmm. that might That's would be cool. difficult. Yeah. yeah, but and maybe in the championship, everybody's fishing together. You could do it in the evening and maximize your your viewers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a good one. Maybe that's. Maybe that's one of them that comes up. Yeah. All right. So so you did it. You made all this money. <laughs> what are you going to do with the money? We're going to Disney World. <laughs> you can go to like, you know, I don't know, somewhere. Well, you made $3,700, I think. You can go on a nice trip. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm, I'm just going to be able to fish the rest of the year. That's, that's <laughs> where that's hey, there it is. It's, your fishing's covered. It's just yeah, building a kitty. Yeah. So what, what's next on y'all's y'all's deal uh, with all the tournaments being postponed and local clubs are just now starting to fire things back up how they can. Uh, what do you got next on your list, Jackson? Yeah. So um, like I said, I'm going to go to the, um, the Chickamauga uh, Bass Nation recruitment event um, that's taking place Saturday. Um, and then after that, I really hope to, I've, I've got a couple local trails. I'm going to fish, probably support them. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but also I'm trying to um, see if I can go to the Kentucky Lake uh, OBBOS event. Um, I think that would be a really fun one to go to. Not sure if I can make it yet, but I'd really like to uh, learn those ledges. I tried it last year. I didn't do too well, um, so I had to go shallow, but I'd really like to learn those ledges this year. He finished this place. He did pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got looking at that and was like, didn't there, do all think, that good. Right? <laughs> what, what do you have coming up, Cody? Uh, I think I'm looking at doing a, a Table Rocks in two weeks, and it's a KBF trail event on Table Rock. Um, they're kind of doing my, – from, from my understanding, I think they're trying to do it in, you know, as many – like states as they're able to get permits for both days they're kind of doing like a kind of a double header format to make up for quarantine lost points and stuff so it's it's a one day tournament on saturday but it's also another one day tournament on sunday um which is kind of cool you know i mean it's like you know either you could go knock them both out of the park or you do bad on the first day and great on the second so i think it's um or you just fish one if you could so that's kind of cool um I'm, i'm looking forward to that one and um, I believe that's my next one. If the Hobie on Kentucky is, is, a uh, you know, is a go, I like, we'll definitely plan on being there. Um, my grandparents live on Kentucky Lake, so I've, I've been there a lot. Um, that's, that's a good one too. It, actually, I was, I had a, had a memory come up on my Facebook. I think that was like a year ago, uh, this weekend. 
So that's pretty awesome, man. So Jackson, you were talking about your local. I think it was uh two weeks ago. You and was it you and your dad went like second and fourth, first and third, something like that. Oh, we lost. I think we lost him. <laughs> we lost him. We'll, we'll get him back here and just. Yeah. So they, and you can just jump right back in whenever you get a chance, Jackson. So Cody, you're. Everybody's man. I I think everybody's thinking, Cody again. Like how does how does he do it all the time? What what what's the key to your success, man? Like like here's here's my perspective, like or my guess is that most important thing out there, time on the water. Like is that is that what it is because you're able to fish full time and able to be out there so much? So yeah, I mean, like you know, I mean, a lot of people have kind of asked me that, and you know, time on the water is always brought up, and in. I'm a big believer in the fact like you don't have to have present time on the water. You just have to have had time on the water. Um, I mean, you look at guys like Kevin Van Dam and Aaron Martins. um, They're not fishing 350 days a year right now. You know, they're fishing a select schedule and, but it's not because they didn't fish 360 days a year, you know, for several years in their life. Um, So I, I just think at some point you've had to have all that experience. I don't think you actually always have to have it. I just think it's something that at some point you've had to have been like that all in. Um, so, so you've built up your playbook so big that you're able to fall on that experience no matter where you go. I mean, to some, like to some degree, I think that's what it is. And it's like, and I can never like, I mean, and not like ever, I can never give credit enough to what, you know, traveling around the country fishing as a co-angler with my dad, you know, on, on FLW did like, that was unbelievable. You know, I mean, getting, you know, getting to see, I mean, and even going to elite series events. I mean, I went to like all of those elite series events in 06, 07, wow. 08. Um, and dad fishes a co-angler in a lot of those events. But, you know, I would still get to go and we drag our speeder up and fish in them, you know, like practice form and stuff. And it's just, you know, like having, because I had never fished tournaments on a lot of those TVA legs. I had just been on all of them. Um, and it's just like, all that stuff helps a lot, you know, like. I can't tell you the amount of locals I've been drawn with on Kentucky Lake that's drugged me two hours down south to New Johnsonville out of Kentucky Lake and just stuff like that. You know, um, that stuff goes a long ways. I mean, and even just, and I, I remember dad used to always talk about it. Um, you know, like, you know, George Cochran and there's so many really good Arkansas anglers, Larry Nixon, um, you know, and it's just like, I remember being around like some of those guys, like kind of just at a local level and, you know, messing around with people. And it's like, anytime those people would talk, you know, everyone would just shut up and listen, you know, it's kind of like a Russ Snyder's or something talking now. You know, dude doesn't talk much, but if he does, like everyone's going to sit back. You need to listen. Yeah. You do. Absolutely. Um, You know, and it's like, I don't know. I just feel like I got to see a lot of that and I got to witness a lot of that. Um, And I don't, and I mean, one thing I really don't give enough credit to and never really have is just, but I mean, both my parents were, you know, both were collegiate athletes, like D1, D2 athletes. And it's just like that drive you get, you know, you know, as like being a competitor, like, you know, you, when you're able to instill that in your kids, like, you know, never losing. And even when you do, like, they're still a positive, like that stuff goes so far. Yeah. And, and it's, I've like I've been watching a lot of the Last Dance, you know. I know a lot of people probably have, uh, you know, the, the ten the ten part Michael Jordan documentary. Um, 
You know, it was just I saw where Michael Jordan mentioned one thing about Phil Jackson in that episode, Tim. And he said he was the best person he ever saw about, you know, being able to sell the process to somebody. Um, you know, and, and, and like when you're able to really be in a process and fall in love with it and run with it, um, like you can really do some pretty big things. And it's like the one thing that's different in our sport is, is someone isn't selling that idea to you. Like you're selling it to yourself. Um, and, you know, you're selling it to yourself and you're believing in it yourself and executing in it yourself. Um, and that's the one difference. I mean, it's, it's each our own process. Like Jackson has his own process that works for him. You know, I have mine and, you know, it's just like, I think that's like a really, it was a pretty interesting thing that kind of, you know, hit home with me the other day. Yeah. All right, what about you, Jackson, what's your uh, keys to your consistency? You've been having a good year this year, you know, and I mean, last year and previous years as well, but uh, is it similar to Cody's? You get a lot of it from your dad, you know, lessons learned back in time that you hold with you. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's experience. I mean, it's it's experience on the water and like past, like every tournament, win or lose, I'm always learning something. Um, if I'm, I mean, since I'm in high school, it's hard to kind of get out there and practice a lot of times. So each tournament, like I said, is an, a learning experience, and I gotta just learn the lake while I can, and um, just take um, each time I go to a lake and just put it in my head so it's there for next time. And I mean, it's been awesome so far this year. I mean, I fished Logan Martin. That was my first tournament this year. Did not do as well as I wanted to there. And um, me either. Yeah, <laughs> it, was still beat me. it was tough in those <laughs> conditions. I mean, obviously Cody got on him, um, cash a check and everything, which is awesome. Uh, but it was just it was not uh, what I how I wanted to do there, and I had to turn things around and. I mean, so far I've been I've been very blessed this year um, with everything that's been going on um, tournament wise, and I'm super excited for this um, COVID nineteen stuff to go away, so the live tournaments can start coming back and start fishing more of those and traveling more. And uh, but I, I'm looking forward to um, the future and what this year's holds. Still, is there? You know, I I see you and Dylan, and maybe sometimes a little bit too much made of your your age you know, the, the phenom and, and you, you kind of get a lot of pressure put on you. I, I think because of that, maybe being young gives you an advantage sometimes. Like I'm a man, I'm 41. I was not, I would not have changed to another lake that day. I mean, I, maybe my boat's a little bit heavier. I, I, I mean, that just didn't something that would have probably came in my mind at two, a two hour tournament. So maybe some of those things give you an advantage. Do, how do you, I, I kind of didn't want to talk about your age, but how do you, how do you feel about that? I guess I haven't heard anybody ask you how, how being young, younger than a lot of people that you fish against, like how, how does that go into you being an angler and, and what makes you different? Yeah. I mean, I definitely being a, um, I guess a younger angler in the sport, I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, I put a lot of pressure on myself, um, to do well. And if, and in the past, uh, my first and second year of kayak fishing, um, I'll be honest with you. Like I was super hard on myself. If I, if I wouldn't do well, I'd be super hard on myself. I'd beat myself up and get in my head. And over time, like I said, uh, those learning experiences, um, I've learned to, um, just, if, if I don't do well at all, like at Logan Martin, just use that as motivation and 
take everything you've learned from that event and use it in the next one. And um, that's helped me out um, a ton. And well, like you said, moving lakes uh, in the week three, five live tournament. I mean, being able to drive now, uh, I've had my license for a little over a year now, I believe. Uh, but I've learned that have, having the freedom to like load up easily with the um, Boondocks T-Bone and everything, uh, I mean, it's it's so easy to move on my boat and my Hobie, just stick the wheels under. And Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Grab it and go, but I mean, having the freedom to load up I, I feel like I do a lot better when I have that freedom. And that's why uh, I'll be, I'm driving to Chickamauga um, in my truck and my dad's driving a separate truck down there and we're going to pre-fish down there for a few days. So I got that freedom to move launches whenever I want and try to find the fish. So we don't got to bring that big trailer with us because it takes forever to load. It's a ton of work, but um, oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it though. And uh, see if that's going to change anything. Do you do you think that you maybe change lakes or change launches more than most people? I I do. I if I yeah. if I'm not catching fish, um, if I'm not on fish and not confident in my area, I will move. And I'll, I'll I mean it. If it takes time and I I have that time uh, to spare, I, I'll I'll take that time and move. Like I'll I'll drive if I have to during a tournament, and I know. Um, my, my second spot's good. I'll drive an hour to that spot if I have that time. And Cody, he's, man, you got the house. You got everything all in your van. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, like I said, whenever you were on here last time, I seen you launch that. You pulled that van at the Logan Martin event. You pulled that van to the water and back. Dude, that, that blew my mind, seriously. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I never well, thought I would say I'd want to start van shopping, but I've definitely changed my mind now. Yeah, in, in between you and Arbuckle out in California, y'all are making that van life look good. Man, it, it, it's so easy. Like nothing ever comes off my kayak. You know, rods stay in it, tackle stays in it, catch board stays in it, everything. It's just it's super easy. It's it's got to be. I mean, I know in like I need to make a full almost checklist just to have everything it never leaves there so you can never forget it that's yep. gotta be awesome yep uh, and Absolutely. scott scott asked a question here and this is where i was going my next question scott said 10 years from now where are two things you hope to have accomplished on off the water jackson i i know you're about you're thinking about going to college did you decide on where you're going to go i know i tried to get you to go to montevallo <laughs> I don't know if that worked out. But. <laughs> yeah, I've I haven't decided yet. Um, I've got I've got my top picks, um, but I haven't decided. I'm still working through that process um, with both my mom and dad. Um, but I mean, two goals for me. Obviously, I, I really want to fish in college. I want to um, try to take fish into that another level and just keep going as long as I can in competitive fishing. I mean, doing what Cody do, is doing right now and cashing checks at almost every tournament. Um, do, making a living out of it that that's amazing i mean that's that's my dream uh i dream to be like that one day and i mean going to hobie worlds that's uh that's another dream of mine i've i really want to do that and i'll do everything um 
uh, in my power to do that. And I think that would be super awesome. So do you see yourself, you know, 10 years, if you do fish through college, do you see yourself trying to progress and leave the kayak fishing and get into the big boat world? Or are you going to try to do both or, you know, with the growth of the sport right now in 10 years, you may be like, you know, I think Scott said it earlier, y'all are going to be household names in this sport, especially at the rate everything's going. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Like you said, at the rate um, kayak fishing's going, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a pro circuit out there that you can really make a good living kind of like MLF and um, bass right now. Uh, right. But I mean, I've, I do fish bass boat tournaments. Uh, I used to fish high school tournaments, but my, my partner graduated, so I'm not doing those anymore. But I, I do some uh, Wednesday nighters here and there. Um, I, I, I love fishing out of a bass boat, and I also love um, fishing out of kayak. I mean, they're both two different things, but I, I enjoy both of them. So, I mean, wherever um, fishing takes me, I mean, I, I'll be there. <laughs> and and yeah, that's kind of the question is, you know, because I came from a bass boat too, is, is there going to be – like at Cody, you do us full time, you know, you have a couple other things going on, supplement your income, but to be, you know, I mean, it's a super lofty goal to be thinking KVD, I swindle guys like that, but to be able to make like a really nice lemon, you know, like one of those in between guys, you know, hopefully that's going to be possible one day. What, what do you, how do you think this is going to go Cody? Or are you going to have to make the swap over to a boat to make like, to go from making it to, you know, real money. You know, like, yeah, like really good money, you know. You know, I mean, probably up until this year, like if you would have asked me, you know, last year, year before, year before that, I mean, I would have thoroughly said that, you know, I intended on, you know, fishing, you know, somewhere in the open, somewhere, you know, in the like near future. Um because like I said, I mean, I come from a bass boat. Fishing from a bass boat fishes my, like complements my style of fishing a lot more than fishing out of a kayak. Um, but yeah, I mean, now I mean, I'm not gonna lie, man. This has been a lot of fun this year. Um, and with bass picking it up, you know, with with kind of FLW even flirting with it last year, with with the five live kind of coming up with almost kind of an MLF type feel. I don't know. I mean, it sure seems to feel like, you know, something big will happen here in the near, near future. Yeah. It, it really does. It's um, coming. So, you know, I mean, I, I was kind of flirting around with, I can't remember where it was. I don't think it was Dardanelle. I mean, there was one open I was looking at doing this year, but I don't know. It was in September. Um, I, It's still open. I doubt I'll end up doing it, but, you know, you never know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like I do. I really do feel like. It's going to happen. Know, yeah, it will. I mean, because you like you already have a lot of guys that are kind of doing this. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Josh Stewart's a really good example. I mean, that dude makes mm-hmm. a fortune kayak fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, I mean, on one guy. lure. Jody, Jody Quinn's not do, not doing too bad either. You know. Yeah. Do what? Again, on one lure. Yeah. No, yeah. He's just uh, Josh seems to win all those like thirty, forty thousand dollar yeah. paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. So, uh, hopefully it will happen and and like you said it things are changing so quick that you know and we it seems like the more expensive kayaks get and the more things we add bigger motors things like that more money in the sport more sponsors you know more way to go around um and here's a 
There you go. Fishing kayaks sells cross country are higher now more than ever. Yeah. That's, I'm, I've been told that by several people within the last two weeks. That's awesome. I'm sure the yeah. kayak, you know, that was probably a, the stimulus checks was a boom <laughs> for the kayak industry because it's right there at like you can get a good, decent kayak. At that price or somewhere close, you know. All right, I can tell you that there's a lot of truth to that. You know, I I kind of work with Hook One Outfitters on their staff, and I was talking with uh, their manager Chris Condor, and he said they were up like 15% sales in April in the worst part of that because people still were online ordering kayaks, accessories, things like that. Like it's it's booming right now, and and everybody was dang sure on the water. Yeah, and they, they were they were here in Alabama. I saw that question that, uh, yeah, I'll bring that back up back up. so yeah, Gene was wondering, uh, how do you make the decision? What, how to narrow down your lures when there's so many choices in such a small tournament, you know, in two hours, like how do you keep yourself focused, dialed in and, you know, very collected and organized. Did you bring um, less or more rocks than what you would usually do? Or I, it was, I mean, it was probably about the same, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I think I had, I think I'm pretty sure I had eight rods with me. I may have had nine. Um, and like, you know, three of those were flipping sticks and pretty much everything else was kind of like some offshore combinations between like a, like a DT 10, a DT 14, uh, a scrounger head. I caught quite a few on a flutter spoon the last day. Um, scrounger. I caught a spy. I caught a keeper on a spy bait the first day. Scrounger doesn't get talked about very much, but it that's, doesn't. No, it, that's it one of those like low key things that people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's kind of like a deep water chatterbait in a lot of ways. I mean, it's not like that high frequency, but it's like a lower frequency. And that Aaron Martin's, the Sunjin or whatever it is. That, yeah, the Sujin. Yeah, yeah, there's some big ones, like I think over an ounce where you can go mm -hmm. fish yeah. with them, you know. So, little, little secret there. <laughs> There's the juice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit I, know, juice I know Jackson knows something about the Sujin head. Hey. Yeah, yeah, they're Jackson awesome. Said there. Yeah, yeah. They're awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. That's right. So uh what about you, Jackson? Do you carry more gear, less gear? Yeah, I mean I think I carried less. I think I only had I think I had seven rods day one, six rods day two. Um, but I mean a weather's a huge thing for me. I mean, like Obviously, one of my favorite baits to throw um, is a chatterbait, jackhammer, tungsten knocker. Um, I'll, I'll throw anything. Um, but that wind, I mean, if there's no wind, I, like, I'll, I'll still maybe throw it. But I just don't feel so comfortable throwing that jackhammer. I don't. I mean, I just think the fish are biting better on a jackhammer when it's windy out. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I had multiple worms on. Uh, always catch them on a Senko, um, Texas rig or wacky rig, and. I mean, I, I was going for um, obviously the big ones, but numbers was a huge thing for me. And um, personally, I think my best choice um, in the waters that I were fishing was fishing was um, probably the Senkos, um, the Texas rig and wacky rig. Cool. You have any other questions before we wrap this up, Jimmy? Oh, I'm sure I can come up with something. Well, I know. Okay, so just to talk about the boats, uh, Cody, you made the switch. How are you liking the new canoe and the motor guide so far? I'm absolutely loving it. I mean, it was like the way I fish, which is like fast with a ton of rods on the deck. Like it's, it's such an open platform to have six, seven rods just laying in front of you. 
Um, and I mean, that's pretty much what I do. Um, that and, you know, being able to recess, like I'm usually able to put three rods in each one of those. So, I mean, I can pretty easily recess 12 rods in my new canoe. Um, that, you know, I have a way more open platform than I used to. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was really big for me. Like, it really was. Um, I mean, I've ran trolling motors my whole life, so like that, that came pretty natural to me. I feel like, like I know a lot of guys are just using that remote, and I use it. I do use the remote a lot, but I really love that foot pedal. Um, And see, I didn't know about that. that, Yeah, that foot pedal's unreal when you're, you know, working shallow water. I was, I was one of the not anti-motor. It's just that wasn't really my thing. I was using one when I ran into you uh, the day before the Logan Martin tournament. Just because I knew I needed it. Yeah. I knew I needed it to just be somewhat competitive, you know, just because I know how that lake was going to be with all the rain. Right. But I wasn't really on board with going with that bow mount setup. And then when I said hey to you or something and you went past me and you hit anchor, it spun around and ran right back up to me going up yeah. current. And that current was <laughs> ripping that day. And I was like, it was well, hold cool. up now. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Jackson? Are you in that uh the three sixty? Big three sixty. Yeah, I'm in the Hobie uh, Prindler fourteen uh three sixty. I I absolutely love it. I mean, in that wind, uh, when you're in the middle of the lake, or I mean, you're about to run into a stump or something. I mean, just one one uh, flick of the handle, and I mean, you're going that way. It, it's amazing. You can stay in one spot too. Um, I I am looking into uh, a a torpedo. That's something I am looking into. Um, but I mean that, that 360, it, it's phenomenal. And the, the kickup fins on the, um, drive, I mean, they work. I've had no problems and they, they have been awesome. So I've got to know though, does it, did it take you some time to get used to all the hand control? Yeah. Um, it did. It took me a couple days to get used to that, um, that left hand. Cause there's two controls on that left side. Yeah. And it, it, it did take me a little time kind of configuring the um the rudder control in the 360 but once i got that down i mean it's just like it's built in like it's like i don't even have to like look like it's just it's easy to do it super easy and cody with your motor guide do you just use the the controller whenever you're sitting and the foot pedal whenever you're standing or do you use how does that work yeah usually i just use the remote when i'm traveling and use uh use the foot control when i'm you know fishing even sitting down you use a foot control um, I don't usually ever sit down and fish. It's pretty rare. Yeah. Do you, um, do you have your setup with your graph and do like the heading lock and everything, or do you really just use it to get to A to B and anchor in? Um, I don't, uh, the, like, you know, the main reason being because like, I'm, I'm a pretty big believer in a hummingbird and it doesn't, you know, doesn't coincide with motor guide right now. So that's kind of, the, that's the main reason, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I really, I'm, I'm pretty close to getting 360 on there. I mean, it's supposed to drop, you know, anytime this week with the megahertz. So I, I do, I, I thoroughly intend on having 360 and two graphs on it. But that's gonna be sick. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and since, since I have you here, was Motor Guide supposed to come out with something for, uh, something different for kayaks? Were they supposed to drop something at ICAST? Can I put you on spot? Um. I'm not sure, but I think no. so. I think I, you can. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah. there's, there's been some rumors, and I'm, I know yeah. I'm, I think I'm kind of waiting to see what comes out, see what I'm going to put on my Titan. Um, I, you know, I know, uh, you know, a lot of guys have, you know, bought XI3s and XI5s, you know, and kind of cut them down or, you know, 
you know, configured them, them to the, like they're both are using, but yeah, it's, I, I believe in July, you know, you're probably just going to be able to buy one and, you know, throw it on your kayak, a kayak so, clamp without the yeah. DIY. Cool. Yep. All right. Well, we'll give you all a chance here. It's, we're almost right at an hour and we don't want to take up too much of your time. Jackson, uh, anybody you'd like to thank any sponsors, any shout outs you'd like to do? Yeah, well, I, I want to thank uh, you guys first for having um, both me and Cody on the show. I mean, it, it's awesome. Uh, it's a great opportunity, and uh, I appreciate it. Um, I want to thank my family, uh, my mom, dad, sister, uh, and obviously my extended family, friends, and sponsors. I have a great um, group, as, uh, a support system. Um, I'm truly blessed. And I just want to thank uh, St. Croix Rods, Dry Dock Marine Center, Hobie, Calco's Fishing. I want to. I want to thank them. I mean, they sponsored me into this five live event. Um, I wouldn't be able to do it without them, and uh, they pay my entry fee, and I'm very grateful for that. And fishing online, uh, Trocar, Eagle Claw, Picasso Lures, Ram Mounts, Bayou Bug Jigs, Turney Tag, and Turney X, and Gillfish. And I. I want to thank all of them. Uh, wow. I'm very blessed as a 17 year old. I mean, to, please tell me you've got a cheat sheet in front of you because if you just remember <laughs> all of that, yeah, <laughs> He's, this man's prepared. He's a professional. I'd write them down and still screw that up, man. That was... <laughs> hey, no. and, and we, we were talking about that Gill stuff beforehand. He's he had that Gill shirt on. Now mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, if 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 you're looking at rain rain gear and things mm -hmm. like that, and you're looking at all the different brands. Make sure to check out Gil because I know I've got some, and that stuff is legit. Oh, they're phenomenal. I wear their tournament bibs when it's pouring rain. I yeah. have no problems with getting wet. I mean, it's it's incredible um, what they do with their clothing. Yeah, yeah I've, I've never been as wet as I was at tournament day of that Logan Martin tournament. Oh, same <laughs> for me, yeah. I soaked through and literally went and sat in the truck shivering for like 30 minutes. Yes. Yeah. I never dried out and was like, well, I guess I'm going to go out again and do it all over again. I, I'm seriously I'm to the point. Half miles in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seriously to the point with my gill gear where I feel like I'm added at an advantage on the water because mm -hmm. I almost want it to rain during a tournament because I know there's other people who don't have such good gear and that mm -hmm. it, it puts me in an advantage. So, no, yeah, I, I totally yeah. get it. Yeah, like I was wearing a different brand on the Logan Martin tournament, and I was I was soaked. And I mean, ever since I got this Gill gear on, uh, it's been phenomenal. All right, go. Look into it for sure. how about you? We talked about that that beautiful pursuit new canoe with the the motor guide. Who who else you want to give a shout out to? I mean, absolutely. New canoe and motor guide have been really huge to me this year. Um, I was I was able to get with Cash and Rods. It was actually the presenting sponsor of the Five Live and. Uh, they've been phenomenal. I was, I got with them, I guess, around the classic time and they are, you know, I really like working with those companies that, you know, you know, or they didn't necessarily start in the bass, you know, like in the kayaking industry, but now we're like kind of full board on that. And they're like, those guys at Cashin are totally that way. I mean, yeah. it, it's um, like, they're all on board on the kayaking scene. And I mean, I'm really happy to be with them. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Um, and, they, and they have kayak-specific rods. They, they do, yeah. Eric Jackson actually designed a lot of those. Um, 
Did not know that. Yeah, there might be some more coming soon. We'll see. Oh. So, yeah. a step up from the CRTs or like a. It could be okay. a step up to. There could be a step up from those. Yeah. Oh, see. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. All right. You heard yeah. it here first. Um, yeah, that. I mean, Dakota Lithium. Um, I, Stormy reminded me. I actually failed to mention them after Five Live. But, um, you know, Dakota Lithium, like, I've, and I've mentioned this like on several times, like, it, it made for me it because I had a new canoe with a trolling motor five years ago. It was the first boat I ever had. Um, and it just didn't work then. You know, I could only go three and a half miles, like, total duration time. Like, I couldn't really, like, the boats weren't, you know, where they are now and whatnot. And I'm like, that Dakota Lithium was a huge part of me being able to use all that. I mean, I like I've gone anywhere from 18 to 20 miles duration time, you know, you know, dang near a hundred percent, you know, like power. So that like, that was big for me. Um, so are you running the hundred amp hour? I am. Yeah. And I mean, I like, I really want to probably switch to the 170 next year. Um, I mean, a lot of people don't move as much as me though, but yeah, I mean, you can get a, you can get 20 miles with a hundred, which is an unbelievable amount. That's insane. And, and you have a fast boat too. It is. It's pretty quick. Yeah. It's about four, two, four, three. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, a torpedo may push it a little faster, but you're losing a whole lot of fish features. So um, that, you know, in fish, uh, fish USA, I mean, they've been huge for me for two years and we're also, you know, huge, like huge sponsors, huge sponsors of this. And I've been, I've been really grateful for them to kind of, you know, tote me around the country for the last few years. Well, they gotta love that advertising right on the side. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah you, you were set up during Five Live at the end, where you, <laughs> man, you had that van in the background. I'm like, this dude knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah that was so unintentional. Like it started, it started popping. Like it was lightning storm, and I was like, we gotta that. <laughs> and then it just stopped. Like it just stopped all of a sudden. I was like, well, we'll do it real quick. But I don't. It's actually kind of odd. I don't have very good service at the ramp. It's like all on the lake. So I ended up having to paddle back out there. Uh, well good well great thank you for being on show we don't want to take up any more of your time so uh yeah congratulations and we'll see you again soon awesome thank you so much yeah guys. i'm sure we'll have cody on i'm sure we'll have both of y'all on you know within a month or two yeah. Heck yeah. well good, good luck you. Check Maga, jackson awesome thank you so much appreciate right. it Later, guys. i'll see you jackson see you cody All right, all right. Awesome as always. Two hammers. Class act guys, man. Class acts. Yeah, I mean they they're really you know. There's a. I know you, we didn't want to talk about his age, but somebody made a made a comment about it that I saw pop up, and you know, the knowledge and the experience that he has at his age already. Yeah. You know that that's only, and I, I see that a lot here. You know, NACA does a youth trail, and we've got. Uh, a couple of my buddy's sons that already can, you know, whip our butt. And it's, it's the same thing. Like they, when, when they see all of us sitting around talking, they come in they take in all of it. And I don't know, you can tell that's how, how Jackson's done, done it. And it's just going to continue to push him forward more in the sport. Yeah. And I hope to, I hope to see more young people in the sport. I, I love, I love seeing the young guys get out there. And it's fun with NACA, you know, it, it's, uh, I think that they're not allowed to fish the youth trail after 16. They move up with us and then, you know, you'll see them in the top 10 or top 20 and you're like, Oh, here they come. You know, it's no different for them. Uh, young, young people, more women. It, it's just, 
it's a great sport sport to be a part of and you know that anybody can do it and be super successful at that's that's one of the best parts of our store our sport can't say sport today but and let's, so let's go over some tournaments if you didn't uh, like obviously the coronavirus is starting to take a downturn because there were a whole lot of tournaments last weekend we're, we're going yeah, there were i just i picked out a few oh uh, did, did you pick out some too oh yeah here i'll i'll start there's a you mess start, yeah we're going to have to have to change this up because there's a lot of them so first <laughs> I'll, I'll go fast if i mess up your name i'm sorry you can catch me outside because uh, i'm definitely going to mess up a lot of names uh great lakes kayak fishing series on round lake 35 anglers first place matthew muscaro muscalero 87 and three quarters second was greg vickers with 87 and a quarter third was kevin swain with 85 Next up, we had Buckeye Kayak Bass Fishing Trail. That was statewide. This was a two-person team tournament, and there was 43 teams. First place was uh, Anglerholics with Solace and Harrell, 92. Second place was Hobie Flippin, Cornelius and Minnow with 90 inches. Third place, Fat Guys and a Little Kayak Team with <laughs> Strott and Moser, 89 and three-quarter. And I love this name, Flukin' Around, Allison Miskinnis. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong. 88 and three quarter. Next, we had Northern Virginia kayak bass anglers. This was um, a few different places Potomac, Shenandoah River, and Lake Anna. 50 anglers. First place, David Steiger, 85 and a quarter. Second, Gregory Oaks, 83. Third, Charlie Hill, 82 and three quarter. Next up, Iowa kayak anglers on Mississippi River Pools, 13 and 14. 38 anglers. First was Tim Gurley with 86 and three quarters. Second, Preston Wegner. 85 and a quarter, and third, Jeremiah Burrish with 85 inches. Next was one I was in, Iron City Kayak Anglers, and this was their first ever Tourney X tournament. It was on Lewis Smith Lake, had 30 people. First was Hayden Suddeth with 53 and a quarter, and if you've ever been on Smith Lake, that is a big bag. Second was Lance, yeah. Lance Cooley, the River Hammer down here, 52 inches. Third was Sam Cox with 51 inches. Congratulations, Sam. I tied for fifth, ended up in sixth. Uh, I had 50 inches, so not three and a, three and a quarter inches off the lead there. Uh, yeah, do you want to do NACA? Yeah, I've got I've got two. You took all the rest of mine. So, uh, so yeah, North Alabama Kayak Anglers was on Weiss Lake. They had 75 guys show up. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Michael Putman. He took the win with 57 and three quarters, three fish tournament. Uh, Jared Atwell, second place, 54 and three quarter. And David Mayfield, third place with 54 and a half. Um, and then this last one right here, uh, Southeast Texas Kayak Bass League. They were on Lake Conroe with 44 anglers. Brandon Maley uh, came in first with 100 and a quarter inches. Big old Texas bags. Yeah. Uh, Tim Rodman in second with 86 and a half. So you had a huge margin of victory between first and second. And, uh, Tony Sebron, third place, 86 inches with a huge 23 and a half. I should have should have got the picture to throw up on the graphic, but it was a good fish. But yeah, uh, you took the rest of mine. So well, here we had bluegrass kayak bass fishing on a rough river lake, river lake. That's weird. But uh in Kentucky, 34 anglers. First was Adam Adam Shepard with 75 and a half. Uh Jeremy Hayes, second with 75 and three quarters. Zach Bishop, third with 75 and a quarter. And fourth place, we usually don't do fourth, but it's Jay Wallen, 74 and a quarter. Any day you can beat Jay Wallen, you're you're doing you're doing something right. Absolutely. Uh, 
The next Nebraska kayak anglers, Capital City Clash, 60 anglers. First place, Brian Robbins, 82 and three quarter. Second was Nate Gloria with 80 and three quarter. And third was Adam DeWitt with 80 and a quarter. Next, Moyak on Lake of the Ozarks, Arkansas, 66 anglers. A lot of big clubs. Uh, first, Brian Hillman, 85 and three quarter. Second was Dorman Hughley with 85 and three quarter. Third, Richie McMichael with 83 and three quarter. And fourth, again, we usually don't do fourth, but Lance Burris, 82 and a half. That dude is having a heck of a year. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, next was big charity tournament. Had to, it's nationwide, but we had to talk about the 12th annual Yak Attack Benefit Tournament, raising a lot of money for charity. Uh, 114 anglers. First was Casey Reed with 62 inches. This was three fish tournament. Second was Jason Hensley. Um, with say it's one of those uh one direction guys, one objective, one objective. direction is a boy band. Uh, second, I shouldn't know that. Second was Jason Hensley, 61 inches. Third, Alan Sweat with 59 and three quarter. Next was Northeast Kayak Angler. Northeast Kansas Kayak Anglers. There we go. This was a road runner with 30 anglers. First was Cole Spriggs, 99 and a half, 99 inches in Kansas. Uh, second was Garrett Rice with 87 and a half. And third was Josh Lutz with 86 and three quarter. Next up, Natural State Kayak Anglers, King of the String. This was an MLF style tournament. All you could catch, 72 anglers. I believe this is only one day. First place was Roy Roberts with 375 and three quarter inches. Second, John Wofford with 346. Third, Jason Coleman with 321.75. I would not have wanted to judge that tournament. I guarantee you those guys' arms are in slings right now. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's insane. Uh, next was KBF on Pueblo Reservoir. This is out in the West region, 60 anglers. Uh, first was Bryce Gibbs, 83 inches. Second, Paul Ross, 79 inches. And third, James Strawbridge, Strawbridge 78 and a, a quarter. And next, Syac, that's Southern Indiana Yak Anglers Club. Our boy Sam fishes in that. Uh, it was a Warwick County challenge, so one county, 26 people. First was Thomas McNulty with 79 and a quarter. Second, Brett McManus with 78 and a quarter. And third, Matt Kariff, Kareef. 75 and three quarters, one of those two. Next, almost there, almost to the end, Long Island Kayak Bass Fishing on Monopoc, I believe that's right, Lake in New York, 29 anglers. First was Mark Fenner, 89 inches. I mean, these bags are In New York. In New York. Uh, Bailey Bailey from um, Serious Angler, that dude's putting up like high 20-pound bags up in New York. It's crazy up there. Uh, but second was Matthew Gregory with 87 and three quarter. Third, uh, Louis Villegas with 86 and three quarter. And last but not least, Clarksville Area Kayak Fishing Group on this was between Old Hickory and Dam and Chatham, Chatham, one of the two, Dam, 34 anglers. First, Mike Chatham. So uh, maybe he owns a dam. I don't know. He really <laughs> loves that place. Disadvantaged DQ. Maybe he changed his name to it because he loves it so much. There you go. I'm going to go with that. Uh, he got first with 76. Second, Tom Monahan, 66 and three quarters. So that Mike, I mean, he almost 10 full inches he won by. And third, Josh Sykes with 59 and a quarter. Da, da, da. Congratulations, everybody. And we still only covered half of them. <laughs> yeah, there's still a whole lot more. So 
That's it, man. First live show. Thanks everybody for listening. It was and fun. Thanks for everybody for sharing it up and giving us all those awesome comments and questions. And we're going to keep it rolling next Monday and find some other awesome guests to have. So Mondays at 8 Central, be looking out. PNF, the reel down. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, coming in. All right. Uh, have a good night. Thanks for watching and wear your PFDs. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.